Today I'm speaking with Ryan Godden. Ryan is originally from Queensland in Australia, but now lives in Pai, a small town in Thailand, about 140 kilometres north of Chiang Mai. Ryan started life as a tradesman until shifting his focus to animal welfare about 10 years ago. He runs Pete's Mission here in Pai, a rescue and rehabilitation centre looking out for the local animal community, which is mostly dogs, but he's also taken in horses, pigs, birds, reptiles, and any animal that needs help. We talked about Ryan's work and experience with animals. It was recorded outside and at sunset, so there's a bit of background noise, and it was dark by the end, so a little bit shorter than we'd hoped, but hopefully you still enjoy it. Here's my conversation with Ryan. So evening, Ryan. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Yeah, cool. It's, um, well, this is the first time I've done it. It's the first time I've done it outside, so we'll see how the sound goes, but it's pretty quiet here, and this is the first time I've done it um, from my house, so good, really? good, little, uh, good little test to see yeah. what the sound's like. It's beautiful. It'll probably be dark by the time <clears> we finish, so. Alrighty. So you've been, you've been in Thailand 10 years. Yeah. Or coming yeah. here 10 years. Yeah, just, just a bit over 10 years. Um, uh, the, first, the first five years or so was uh, on and off, um, doing sort of different jobs, uh, working with wildlife. And uh, uh, then I moved over here permanently in 2015. That's when I brought my dog over here. Uh, and I'd moved over to take a, a full-time job on, uh, on Koh Lanta, actually, working for... Uh, Lanta Animal Welfare, the the rescue down there. So. Were you doing? Were you working with animals back in Oz? Were you? Or no, was it? no, no. I was. I've it, back in Australia. I've been a, a, a tiler and a and a, okay. and a and a builder. Yeah, doing bathroom and kitchen renovations. Right. Okay. So you. So, yeah. so it's more a recent thing getting into animal welfare and. Yeah. To 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 tell you the truth, that uh, my first trip to Thailand, uh, uh, which was a a holiday with a, a bunch of friends and my ex-girlfriend uh yeah was the the, the catalyst for for sort of a, a lot of change i think one of the first things that i did when i came to thailand was uh volunteer at a at an elephant rescue um yeah it just was made this me, made elephant me, nature park it or? was elephant nature park which yeah. is where we met i think around that time well we met when you were working there did you start working there straight away or you, you volunteered for a while there did you uh yeah did a lot of volunteering a lot of volunteering, a lot of long-term volunteering there as well. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was good, good experience. And now Pete's Pete's mission, which I'll have you know, gone into slightly in the intro, but um, must be the question everyone asks. But you know, why the name Pete's mission? What's uh... Uh, Pete was uh, the the first pet that I ever owned. Actually, um, I was nearly thirty years old, I think, when I when I got him. And because uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up with 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 pets, didn't grow up with animals in the family. Uh, yeah, and unfortunately, um, while I was out one morning taking uh, taking him down to the store to get some breakfast, uh, the plastic bag I was carrying dropped. Everything spilled out onto the ground, and I just went to change hands with the lead. And uh, yeah, at at dawn in a quiet area where there was no cars on the road, just just at that moment, as as. Uh, as I went to change hands of the lead, he ran out onto the road, and the only car we'd seen all morning flew past and uh, and, and and hit him and, and killed him. Unfortunately, so um, he was just a really important little dog uh, at a at a significant time in my life. So so yeah, when the uh, 
yeah, when I'd made the decision to, to start this animal rescue, uh, that was kind of in the back of my mind, always going to be, yeah, always going to be the name. That was part of the driving force behind it, was it? For sure, of... yeah, it's been the, yeah. I mean, I suppose I mentioned before that coming to Thailand was part of the driving force of me, of you know, me wanting to get involved with animals. Um, but then I know, sort of after, you know, after sort of, you know, m making a mistake and and you know, losing an animal that was so important to me, uh, that kind of changed my perspective as well. Um, and uh, yeah, that made me sort of think about what, what's important in life and what direction I want to go in. Yeah, right. And Pete, yeah. at Peace Mission, you're looking after dogs or you're rescuing dogs, you're rehabilitating dogs, but it's not just dogs, right? It's it's other... That's when right. I was up there the other day, there was a horse floating about. There was... Yeah, is it? it's pretty much kind of animals in, in general and it just happens that mostly you're looking at dogs yeah, in a that's, place like Pi. That's right, yeah. I mean, it's I've intentionally named it Pete's Mission Animal Rescue and not Pete's Mission Dog Rescue. Um... Uh, I, I'm a vegan myself. Um, you know, don't consume any animal products. Uh, so, um, yeah. So it only makes sense to me to 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 want to rescue all animals, which uh, which we certainly do when we're faced with the opportunity. Uh, it's just that here in Pi and uh, in uh, you know most other areas, that's dogs that are dogs that are constantly in your face. Yeah, right. And they're an animal that's you know, they, you know where we do face overpopulation problems. Um, you know, issues of neglect. Uh, they are uh, essentially domestic animals, and they need us to. They need us to survive. They don't do so well out there on their own. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. And there's a lot of dogs here, right? In Pai. I mean, you, you, well, I think Thailand in general, there's a lot of dogs, right? It's, there, I, there is. Yeah, there is. I mean, uh, I think a, a, an area like this uh, in, in Pai and in in the city in Chiang Mai as well. Uh, I mean, over the time that I've been here, I've seen a dramatic. Uh, reduction in the in the number of street dogs, uh, which is which is a, a good thing with, without a doubt. Um, but when you get out the city, outside the cities, into rural areas, uh, things are v very much the same as they've they've been for a long time. Uh, just a, a lack of control over uh, overbreeding and mm. disease outbreak, uh, lack of vaccination, that sort of thing. And he, he, what is the mix of domestic versus you know, soy dogs, so dogs that are looked after versus dogs you're you're getting reported on that have been injured in the in the street that are already living in the street and stuff. Is it? I suppose that's a very great. It's a very grey area mm. um, to define what you know what is a street dog and what's an own dog. Yeah, right. Because uh, I suppose to to clear it up to start with, like they're all domestic. Um, yeah. There is no you know there, there's no such thing as as a as a wild Thai dog. Um, yeah, so. Really? So, so you mean the? Well, to to be to, to be a, so a soy dog just by nature, by the fact it's fed by people and is still domesticated at some level, is absolutely yeah mm. yeah they're they're still domesticated and they're still reliant on us um, yeah they're not a, they're not essentially a native animal uh, and uh, yeah yeah they're dom they're they're domestic just be, uh, for the fact that they they've. Their, their existence is a result of, of, uh, of human intervention. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, but, but the way you treat them is, is different. Do you, I, I remember speaking to you when we helped a dog out a few years ago that the, the recommendation is that when you treat a soy dog, you take it back to the place you found it. Is that generally uh, how you go about it? Depending on the suitability of the place. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, that, that, that's the ideal situation. If we can uh, take a dog from the street 
treat it for whatever issue it has, uh, or just uh, sterilise it, va va vaccinate the vaccinate the dog, uh, put it back where it, where it was. Uh, that's that's ideal, and that does that does happen a lot. Yeah, because although the dog might not be owned, uh, it's living in a safe area, uh, surrounded by people in a village that that, that generally that genuinely uh, care about the dog, uh, and I suppose here in Thailand there's not generally uh, a lack of food is not generally a big problem mm. for, for soy dogs uh, there's a lot of food around there's a lot of temples yeah was, and there's always was, a lot of food at temples so. that was going to be my next question I mean just around the I mean I, some of this stuff I, I kind of understand but a lot of the people listening wouldn't understand at all you know people in the UK and stuff and but the, this whole kind of dog temple culture it's you see mm. a lot of dogs around the temples is that because the temples are generous feeding the dogs or because the dog likes the temple you know because it's a, a good safe place to live or i think again it's a it's a it's a it's, it's a really sort of broad spectrum um, yeah i've visited a, a lot of temples now um all over northern thailand and and uh i think uh you know uh, each temple is not the same and each uh you know the people within the temples are not, are not necessarily all the same as well so <laughs> yeah so you, you uh Sometimes the dogs are genuinely cared for, and sometimes they're, uh, you know, definitely, definitely neglected. So you, you see a little bit of everything. I think even though these are monasteries, uh, uh, you know, the, the the people within them are still still still, still human beings. That's very uh, true. Some are, some some are really good, and some are, some are not so. Yeah. And delicate area to speak about. Yeah, right. Sure, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> And how do you find yourself? Um, I love dogs, right? I mean, I, and I massively, um, you know, amazing the work you do. How do you find yourself? Do you find you get attached to the, the animals, or do you just mm. look at them as, you know, what I'm going to help you out and get you a home and put you back out there? Or I think I'd be a nightmare that I, I wouldn't want to let the, you know, certain dogs go because I still have a connection to them. Yeah, and... the the latter has to be has to be the way because yeah. uh, I mean, ultimately, that's the end game for me is to be able to take a dog from a bad situation, improve its situation, and uh, m move it on to a home where it can live forever. Uh, some of the dogs certainly I'm, uh, get more attached to than, than others for, for different reasons. Uh, but still, you know, I, I, I always, because I always know from the start that I need to move the dog on, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's very manageable. Yeah, right. Um, and, you know, it's essential that I move the dogs on to, keep, to, to make space to, to help more uh, sick dogs constantly getting called out to emergencies and in a lot of those situations I do need to uh, sorry we do need to take the dog in um, so that's the constant battle always making sure that we've got space so yeah. it's a limited limited admissions shelter uh, which I've got a rough limit at 30 you know 30 30 dogs that is anyway so, and then you are yeah. those dogs you're looking to rehome them or are they like are you taking dogs in that are people already looking after and and need rehabilitating where it's literally no. they're found and need mending and mm, no, so, yes something that i definitely don't do is is just take a dog in because it's a street dog yeah um that's uh the the basically the dog's just got, got to have a great enough need uh for for me for me to take it in yep um otherwise i would have you know even by now, after two years in Pi, I would have thousands of dogs if I if I just took every dog that people contact me to yeah. to, to to help and to take. Um, so yeah, just got to.
prioritise things. Yeah, mm. and if if an animal's life is in danger, then that's you know that's they're they the priority. Mm. Yeah. How come you ended up in pie? Just out of interest. That's it's after I left. I think you you've come up in the last. Yeah. You've been up here what a couple of years now. Yeah. Yeah. Nearly two. Nearly two. Yeah. Nearly two years. How come pie? Northern Thailand's become home. Yeah. For sure. I've spent a lot of time here. I've spent a bit of time in southern and central Thailand as well. Um, uh, I, I, I love the mountains. <laughs> Same. I, love, I love the area. So uh, when I uh, had finished up in in my last job, uh, wasn't far from here. It was only about 100 kilometres or so from here back down towards Chiang Mai. And uh, I think, yeah, if any of your listeners, listeners were sitting here with us looking around, they'd understand... <laughs> It's hard. It's a shame. This yeah. audio only, isn't it? Because <laughs> yeah, the views. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, I mean, and and ultimately, uh, uh, starting up somewhere where there was going to be a bit of a bit support network, um, ha, you know, a, an area where there is tourists around, obviously, obviously helps as well. So, if, uh, you know, we rely uh, almost completely on on donations to 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 survive. So, mm. so yeah, that was always in the back of my mind that. Uh, did you come up here specifically to open a open a, a dog yeah. place? You, you did. I did. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Pete's mission really did start the the day that I the, the day that I got here. Yeah. yeah so we got a dog just in our, <laughs> dog jumping up at us here. So she's uh you're disturbing the podcast, Crispy. A leg humper. So um yeah, you work with you work with volunteers. So people coming from overseas mainly, or, or people locally. Uh, mainly people coming from overseas. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So we used a few different uh, a few different websites to attract uh, attract volunteers. Um, and now that the ball's really started to 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 get rolling, and uh, uh, I've been uh, you know I've been a bit more attentive to my you know social media posting and uh, yep. ultimately you know uh, sharing the stories of what we're doing. Um, uh, People have started to contact me, which is which is great. Whether that's uh, just sending emails through the website, contacting me through Instagram and Facebook, and so it's uh, it's really good. It's really good. There's a lot of people out there that want to help. Yeah, right. I mean, you can see you're growing. I mean, I've kind of followed you on, I think, on Facebook or wherever else. But it started off with a few dogs, and like you say, now what thirty kind of at thirty yeah. at any one time as yeah, most. That, that's right. Yeah, because. Uh, you know what? What I really, I mean, what I'm focusing on at the moment, and what I really want the focus for the future to be, uh, is to be uh, doing community outreach. I don't ever have okay. a plan. I don't ever have a plan of gathering hundreds of dogs in one place uh, as as a shelter. Uh, I'd much rather put our, uh, you know, put our funds and our manpower out there on the streets, help animals where they are, yep. uh, help the people uh, as as well within within the village, uh, whether that's. Uh, you know, helping them cover costs of taking care of their dogs, or um, you know, just helping them with a, a bit of education for the animal husbandry with their with their animals. So, so the the difference there is, so you only house a certain number, but you'll go out and that's right. You'll send people out to, you know, fix what they can on the spot and and give that's, advice and give guidance. That's right. Yeah, and and in the future, uh, it'll a big focus on facilitating. Uh, mobile sterilization clinics yep where we can okay yeah, where we can go out uh, and that would be attracting uh, volunteer vets from around the world yeah uh, there's lots of different organizations that we can go through and uh, and yeah 
be, be doing that, actually go out into the villages, some of the more remote areas. Uh, often the, temp the temples are happy to, to lend their, their shelter and their facilities. Um, so yeah, because ultimately uh, that's, the, that's the way to end, you know, to, or to at least to reduce unwanted births and uh, reduce disease outbreak as well. Yeah, in, in sterilisation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, because the the less unwanted dogs you have, you, you have out there, the less chance that, that uh, you know disease is gonna this, gonna spread around. This um, I mean, I did some stuff with care for dogs in Chiang Mai. It certainly seems to be the focus of, um, you know, quite in, intelligently so. You know, the the focus is to to sterilise to kind of slow down the the yeah. spread of new dogs. Is it is it, how culturally is that accepted, or does it not matter? Is, you know, do you have any kind of barriers culturally in terms of doing stuff like that? There, there is sometimes. Uh, I mean, because this area is so culturally diverse. Yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, we're not just dealing with uh, with uh, with Thai people, I suppose. Uh, you know, uh, in you know all across northern Thailand, there's quite a few cultures uh, from from Myanmar and Laos. Yeah. Uh, uh, so one thing, one interesting thing that I come across uh, is that. Uh, the male in the family, the father in the family, won't want to have their dog sterilised until they've finished having children themselves. Really? Because uh, they believe that having their dog sterilised will then, uh, you know, reduce fertility within the within the actual within the owner. Okay. So, so that's a that's a, a uh, superstition. <laughs> so you well, you got to accept those superstitions, right? That's interesting. Yeah, there's not much not not much you can do. I yeah, suppose, right. You know, and, and ultimately, if the person's looking after their animal and they've got it within, you know. They've got it inside a fence, and they can sort of control its uh, control where it where it goes. Then it's not such a problem either. So. That's interesting. I, I'd never heard that before. In, in general, the Thai people love dogs, right? I mean, that you know, I, I, we've got a poodle running around us here. I bought from Singapore. It was much tougher <laughs> having a poodle. <laughs> oi, 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 come here. It was much tougher having a poodle in Singapore than it was in Thailand. Interestingly, I, culturally. I don't know why, but it, maybe it's just the, the structure of Singapore as a society, you know, um, clean shopping centres, yeah, um, yeah. you know, housing estates, everything else. Hard to take the dog anywhere, really, whereas here, dogs are dogs are typically, you know, very accepted. And I don't, also don't know whether it's because obviously the previous king as well had, I can't remember, eight or nine dogs. It, do you yeah, find culturally yeah. there's a real love of dogs? Ah, uh, that's, that's, that's interesting. Uh, hmm. I mean, I, I, probably the best way to answer that is I don't think Thailand is too different to anywhere else on earth. Yeah. Um, I think there's, unfortunately, there is this uh, uh, perspective from a lot of Westerners that, that Asia in general is, uh, is uh, people in Asia are cruel to animals, uh, uh, which, which, which isn't the truth at all. Um, it's a lot of people that genuinely, you know, that genuinely love their animals just like anywhere else. Um, but what I do find is that there's a real separation between your poodles and your French bulldogs and your <laughs> designer dogs yep. and, you know, your, your soy dog or your, your, your tie dog. <laughs> My poodle will be really they, happy um, you call them a designer dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they are basically, uh, you know, almost con considered two, two different animals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, which is, you know, which is unfortunate because here ar around us and... Uh, and everywhere again in in, in other countries, uh, breeding of uh, of these dogs is is fairly rampant as well. You know, which uh, sees animals in pretty terrible conditions, and then also uh, you know leaves a bunch of 
animals in rescues that end up being euthanized because they didn't no, no one wants them so so you find that yeah i mean actually you see a lot of huskies in this country i've noticed as well which yeah yeah i don't know if you've experienced that i Not, have yeah there's a husky breeder here they're in, still in, here i can't Empire, remember there was yeah. huskies in town yeah yeah yep yeah they, and they breed uh uh alaskan malamutes as well gigantic dogs you know certainly right. not certainly not supposed to be here with you know, they're supposed to be in there so that's purely a aesthetic thing as opposed to a i want to well, you're right it's like yeah. anywhere else in the world i suppose yeah just a trophy dog like 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 anywhere else in the world you know what it's like people have their you know people want their pit bull or they want their their german shepherd or or, or whatever it is so yeah yeah and, and un, like i said unfortunately you know other animals that become unwanted in a in a shelter end up you know end up suffering or even even just dying be, being killed as a result of uh, uh no one wanting to take them home yeah yeah, yeah so um, we're losing light slightly, but there's a couple of other things I wanted to, to on a different subject but that I know you know about, which I really wanted to, to talk about, which is elephants. Um, so, so you were at Elephant Nature Park, but you were looking after dogs, right, at Elephant Nature Park from memory. Is That's that right? right, yeah. Most of my most of the work that I did at Elephant Nature Park was with the dogs. They've had a huge shelter there that um, at the time was, was housing uh, around 450 dogs. Yeah, right. I'm uh, be saying. So, yeah, yeah. But I mean, 450 dogs that that were kept in, uh, you know, kept in in a in a good facility, big big space. Certainly spread spread across a big area. Uh, lots of employees and lots of volunteers. So, but I, yeah, I make this assumption. I didn't ask you before we before we started recording. But um, and feel free to tell me if you you know if you know nothing about this subject, then boot me boot me off the sure off sure. the side of the deck here. But um, you know this whole elephant riding you know i came when i came to thailand i think 10 years ago i rode an elephant didn't know anything about it there's been this whole shift in you know the how elephants are seen but i notice a lot of friends very innocently from overseas will still come here occasionally even with all the media you know what i think I've, most people kind of know now yeah riding yeah. elephants ain't great yeah you know yeah. and there's now all these other places you can go to because elephants are still around that were used for riding, but are now taken to sanctuaries. Yeah, you yep. just shed some light on that, and you know the the good, the bad, what people should do. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, to to start with, I mean, people people shouldn't be shouldn't be riding elephants. Um, it's just it's just unnecessary. Yeah, uh, and I can tell you from experience as well, having uh, you know for for many years lived uh, next door to a uh, a number of uh, elephant camps with uh, with riding. Uh, with the riding with the saddle on as well, um, and uh, you, you never see anybody on the back of an elephant with a smile on their face. Yeah, right. Whenever people are up on the back of, of an elephant, uh, it's it's almost like uh, instinct kicks in, and they they realise what what they're doing is 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 wrong. Um, I suppose they, again, there there's a, a full spectrum where some animals would be treated better than others, uh, but I mean ultimately for for an elephant to be ridden, they've gone through you know, a process called the pajan, uh, which is you know, you know, explained very basically. They're just put inside a bamboo crush, uh, ropes tied to their legs, uh, uh, pulled in all sort, pulled in all different directions, uh, prodded with sharp objects, uh, burning objects, uh, basically uh, in a in a in an attempt to, to to beat the animal into submission, so that from that point on. Uh, the the weapon that they use, uh, the, well, the the bull hook that they carry to control uh, the elephant is uh, they use it to control through through fear, yeah, yeah, which is never 
which is never a good recipe. Um, and uh, as I mentioned before, the the the, uh, uh, the difference between uh, domestic and wild animals. Um, people do refer to certain elephants as domestic, whereas they're, they're not. All elephants are wild. doesn't matter if they've been in captivity their whole life. It's still a wild elephant. Uh, it's, uh, they haven't been selectively bred uh, long, enough to, long enough to not be wild. So, um, yeah, so again, that sort of uh, uh, way of controlling an elephant through fear uh, does often leave elephants fairly uncontrollable um, and uh, end up, as people end up getting hurt. So. And the the result ultimately of of changing the the culture of elephant riding has been these elephant parks where they are given some sort of kind of natural environment to to, to roam and and then be kind of greeted by people in a different way, right? That's that's right. I mean, there's been a real there's been a real shift from not just from uh, taking saddles off elephants because that was the start basically taking saddles off and putting people on the on the neck of the yeah, elephant right. because. Uh, I mean, just I'll, which I'll, still I'll, does happen, actually. It's it's yeah. st it still does happen, absolutely. Even in the, yeah. even in the parks that are kind yeah. of conservation parks, if you, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And I'll just explain briefly that you know yeah. if you were you know if if you were to get down on all fours, uh, you know somebody could sit on your shoulders and you'd be able to support their weight. But if they sat in the middle of your back, it'd be quite quite difficult for you because you're not you're just not built to do that. And that's the same with an elephant. So right. when they've got a big heavy saddle sitting right in the middle of their body. And then sometimes an entire family sitting on top. It's incredibly stressful on their body. Um, so yeah, back to the first point is that not only is, just, is it just uh, saddles taken off, but now it's really just gone to the point where uh, uh, it's encouraged to have zero physical contact at all with these animals. Yeah. Uh, not throw buckets of water from the river uh, in their face. No, none of that, because. Uh, uh, ultimately the animal's going to be less stressed and happier with people staying away from them because uh, although we'd like them to, elephants just and a lot of other wild animals just don't like people. They, sure. They love each other. <laughs> they, lo they love their own kind. They, yep. they, they don't love us the way we'd like them to. So. And where's the, where's the, is there a kind of medium point then? Because obviously these places, uh, like the, the, the elephant parks that have, they've bought up, right? They buy the elephants that were previously working as tourist elephants and then they put them in a wide area it where's the the meaning point these guys need still traffic of people to come and kind of say hello and, and pay a fee or or is it best just completely left alone if i'm yeah, a tourist well, coming here you know what's the, the well you, it's exactly right what you, what you said a lot of these elephants uh rely on to rely on tourism they, re, they, yep. they rely on the money uh to make sure that they're fed make sure that they get the medical care that they need um so I suppose you know the the no one's suggesting that people can't see elephants, um, uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm quite confident that uh, uh, people will be happy to pay exactly the same as they do right now uh, to go to uh, something that's more eco eco tourism driven and uh, and see elephants in a more natural environment. Yeah, and and, and just stay well away from them. Yeah. Cool. Good. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers for that. We didn't. I didn't brief you on that, but I knew I knew you'd have some some good answers. So. Yeah, yeah. Although although I didn't work, uh, you know, I, I never really worked directly with the elephants. Yeah. Um, you know, I was around a lot of people that did. Sure. Um, so a lot of really in, incredible people. Yeah. And the you know the the founder of Elephant Nature Park. Um, the Lech. Uh, Couldn't Lech, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Lech Lech Charlotte. 
Okay. A uh, very, yeah, very inspirational lady, yeah. yeah and it's a, a pleasure to have worked for her, for cool. sure. All right, we're, we're nearing, we, we've gone through a sunset, we're nearing the dark, so... Uh, and the beer's nearly over. Yeah, they, <laughs> um, is there anything I haven't asked that, that you'd like to talk about? Um, hmm. I don't think so. I think you've covered, you've, you've, you've covered everything pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I mean, a yeah. good way to close then just to, to talk about, you know, what are the things, how can people help you if, if you know, if they want to help Pete's mission, if they want to, um, you know, what do you need as an organization? What helps you and, and how do people find out more about you? Yeah, well, I mean, you can jump onto the website. Um, you can read a little bit about us there. Uh, we have an Instagram page. And the website that, and, address uh, is, is Pete's uh, the Mission. The website, website address is petesmission.org. Yep. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, we have uh, Instagram, which is uh, Pete's underscore mission, and uh, Facebook page, Pete's mission. Uh, so yeah, we try and share as much as we can there, and share you know share some of the share some of the cool stories. We always include the links to the uh, you know to the donation facility, links to the website, and uh, yeah, try and update try and update the information as as much as we can. Cool. I mean, and as much as you know, all um, you know, all foundations need need donations, but you also need volunteers you need other things to can people give in other ways uh i think pe pe people giving their time is certainly certainly the most valuable thing and yep. the, the, the hardest thing to find um uh luckily these days with being able to access a lot of uh, products online and and have them delivered to your door uh and uh, also being blessed with the uh the the uh, awesome vet here in town that's able to uh you know able to order anything that we need uh, we're, we're, we're able to get hold of pretty much, pretty much everything, everything we need. So other than, uh, other than manpower, it's, uh, it's donations that cool. are, that are important. Uh, I'd like to, to say different, but that's just, no, uh, I mean, it's, the... it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's the way, it's the way it is. Um, somebody goes and buys something themselves, wraps it up, sends it from the other side of the world. There's, there's ultimately a lot of lost costs there, a lot lost, lost money there. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, we can we can source everything we need. So donations are important. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. Cheers for cheers for chatting. Cheers for coming to the house. And um, it's a real pleasure. Yeah. I'll look be, forward to. I'll be, I'll be back. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All the best, mate. Cheers. Cool. Thank you. <laughs>